ಜ್ಞಾನಂಜನಶಲಾಕಾ ಚಕ್ಷುರು ನೀಲಿ ತಮ್ಮೀಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ is purified and Parikshit Maharaj is purified. They are already pure. But Krishna is unlimited. So, topics about Him, they are also unlimited. And even though a devotee is pure, that means he has no material contamination. He becomes purer by hearing about Krishna. It's not that he, by becoming pure, it means that there's any contamination to be removed. But rather it means that his attachment for Krishna increases more and more. Even though his attachment is already overwhelming. Although a devotee is already, pure devotee is already fully attached to Krishna, but his love for Krishna increases more and more. And this is, even at the topmost stage of Krishna consciousness, that means the gopi's love for Krishna, which is immeasurable and inconceivable. Even any pure devotee, their love for Krishna, it's inconceivable. ವೈಷ್ಣವೀಜಿಟೀಸ್ಟಿಕ್ಸ್ಟಿಟೀಸ್ಟಿಟೀಸ್ಟಿಟೀಸ್ಟಿಟೀಸ್ಟಿಟ
you should wash your hand because the foot is imputing to contact with the ground where there's so much dust and so many things. But the lotus feet of Krishna, they're the opposite, they're purified. We say, why the lotus feet? Why not the lotus hand? The Maharaj was quoting them as Nama Pankajan, Nabhaya, Nama Pankajamalane, Nama Pankajanitraya, Namaste Pankajangraya. That all of the parts of Krishna, all Krishna's compared to the lotus because the lotus is the most beautiful thing in the material world. So the parts of Krishna's body, his navi, his navel, is called lotus navel. Or not only resembles a navel, but the lotus is coming from his navel. Then he has a mala, he has a garland of lotuses. His eyes are beautiful like lotuses. And his feet are also called lotus feet because they're beautiful like lotuses. And also because Krishna's feet are always on Galop Vrindavan, which the Vrindavan planet is just like the shape of a big lotus. If you see the cover of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, the lotus-shaped spiritual world. So Krishna, his, uh, his feet are called lotus feet. And the devotees, they especially aspire to take the dust of his lotus feet. And why not other parts of the body? All the parts of the body, they're attractive. Krishna is all attractive. But especially the devotees, they aspire to be the dust of the lotus feet of Krishna. Same thing, lotus feet. Devotees aspire to be the, to take a position in the dust of the lotus feet. That means taking a very humble position. Recognizing Krishna's superiority. So the Ganga is glorified because she is carrying the particles of dust of the lotus feet of Lord Vishnu. And you may say, well, the Ganga has come such a long distance and there are other rivers mixing with the Ganga. And how much percentage of dust of lotus feet of Krishna is that? It doesn't matter, whatever. It may be. Hare Krishna. Just like if you take one drop of Ganga water, you put in one big pot of water, then it's all considered purifying as Ganga. Because the touch of Krishna's lotus feet is there. So wherever the Ganga goes, people become purified, and we see naturally that those who take bath regularly in the Ganga, they're naturally inclined towards pious life, because the Ganga just by the touch takes away all sinful reactions and gives some attraction to Lord Vishnu, knowingly or unknowingly. So that's one kind of flowing nectar, flowing water of the Ganga. And there are so many holy rivers in India, Ganga, Yamuna, Godavari, Saraswati. There are so many holy rivers. Why are they holy rivers? Because they're all in relation to Lord Vishnu. This whole land of Bharat Varsha is considered holy. Not only is considered holy, but is sacred. Because, why? Just like we see the, uh, in the Christian religion, they have Palestine is considered the holy land because Lord Jesus placed his lotus feet there. So this land of Bharatavarsha is considered holy, particularly because the incarnate, the Supreme Lord in his different forms has traversed his, come in this land. And the holy rivers, you see all the Lord Rama, Lord Krishna, they, uh, 
they travel. Krishna, he was born in Mathura, went to Vrindavan, then again went to Mathura, then Dwaraka. Sometimes he was coming between Dwaraka and Hastinapur. Then he went to Kurukshetra. He also went to uh, Maharashtra. What's that place where he, he took Rukmini? Where's that? Hmm? Not Pandapur. That's another pastime. What's it called? Kundina. Kundina. That's right. And uh, he went to Varanasi to have a little fight with Pondraka and destroy the whole city. So he was going here and there. So everywhere he went, the places became purified. And naturally, as they were traveling, they would stop at different rivers. So by touching those rivers, the whole the rivers became purified. Similarly, Lord Ram, Lord Balaram, he traveled to all the holy places on the plea of becoming free from simple reactions. But actually to make those places purified. Similarly, the Lord Ram, of course, also traveled throughout the whole country, purifying all the different places. So in this way, the holy effect is there even today. Therefore, this land is considered sacred. Now, Hari Katha, Vasudeva Katha, that is purified even more than Ganga. Even more because the Harikata that the Ganga by the touch that is purified because in touch with Lord Vishnu. But hearing about Lord Krishna from those who are pure devotees of Lord Krishna, that affects very directly the consciousness, our whole, our whole way of thinking. What is, when we say consciousness, maybe our devotees are doing consciousness studies can correct me. But uh, consciousness, we, we generally thought, think of a very vague or just some kind of awareness. But consciousness is shaped in thoughts. There are basically two kinds of consciousness or two ways of thinking. One is called Krishna consciousness and the other is called Vipareya Smritihi, thinking the other way, opposite way of thinking. This is described in Bhagavatam. When someone forgets Krishna, then he adopts the, he becomes envious of Krishna, then he has another kind of thinking. So Krishna consciousness means to think that I am the servant of Krishna. And non-Krishna consciousness means to think I am the controller, I am the enjoyer. So Vasudeva Kata if that is heard from a person who is devotee of Krishna, then that changes our way of thinking. Now we are thinking, I am everything in this material world is meant for my enjoyment. But when we hear Vasudeva Kata, we hear that Krishna is the supreme enjoyer. Everything is meant for his enjoyment. We get information of how we can actually become happy. There's so much information going on in the world, so much information in the world, how to do this, how to do that, how to achieve this, how to make wealth, how to make friends and influence people, how to become a millionaire, how to do this, how to do that. But how we can actually be happy 
from the core of our being, Ji Krishna Das, Ibishas, Kalleta Ardu Kanai. Simply we have to understand we're the servants of Krishna. Then all our problems are finished. So those who are devotees of Krishna, they travel in the world and speak Vasudeva Katha so that people may be purified by hearing this. It may not happen immediately. The people, they may have doubts, they have so many impurities. They hear, but they don't hear. We, in Bhagavatam, Shukadeva Goswami says, Pashyangapi Napashyati. People see, but they don't see. And regularly we see, Shrinvangapi Nashrinvati. Even though people are hearing, they're not hearing. Superficial hearing. Because our hearing is blocked by so much false ego, conviction that I am the, actually meant to be the enjoyer, lack of faith in Krishna, offensiveness towards Krishna. But the speeches of devotees, they are very powerful to cut through this maya and actually connect with the soul, with the jiva underneath. Everyone we, we speak to about Krishna, they may have so many objections, they may have so many doubts, but we should know that underneath all that big layer of false ego, there is a person crying out for Krishna. Actually, everyone wants Krishna. But not only do we not know it, we, we don't know it, but we, we may be convinced the other way. We, was, we show them a book about Krishna. Oh, I don't want this. I don't need this. Actually, they do want it. And they do need it. But due to false ego by, by which they identify themselves as the enjoyer of this material world as, as being separate from Krishna they, they think I don't need this I don't want but actually what they want more than anything is Krishna so the devotees they bring the Ganga water of speeches about Krishna Bhaktisthan Sasrathakam used to say that there is no shortage of anything in this world only the shortages of Harikata this is required more we should have more. He would send his sannyasis and preachers and go place to place. Speak. Speak about Krishna. Even the people may not understand. They may not accept. They may not be interested. He told, Prabhupada told that, my Guru Maharaj said, go on speaking about Krishna. Even if no one listens. Even if there's only four walls, speak. At least you will hear. You see, that's why we have to have these classes. That at least for this time, we're speaking about Krishna. Actually, we should cultivate the habit of always speaking about Krishna. But at least, we don't have that habit, so at least this time, we can speak about Krishna. One, uh, one of my godbrothers told me that, you remember once he was in Vrindavan, and Prabhupada told one sannyasi, go, go give a class, purify your mind. So who is speaking? They also, it's not that simply someone is speaking and everyone else is becoming purified, but who's speaking? They also become purified. They also become enlivened, just like we see Shukadeva Goswami. He's already a pure devotee of Krishna. He's enlivened about Krishna. So much so, he doesn't want to have anything to do with this material world. He, even, even he left his father, Vyasadeva. Because not Vyasadeva is a great devotee. But he left him thinking that I'll have some mundane relationship or mundane attachment to him. So he left. And he appeared like a madman. He didn't relate to the people who were around him. He was just all the village people were laughing at him. So he was Atmarama. He was fully satisfied within himself. But when he got the chance to speak, 
to Parikshit Maharaj and, and others who were present there, then he was very happy. He was already satisfied within himself. When he got the chance to speak about Krishna, then he shared that and so many realizations about Krishna came to him which he shared with others and Parikshit Maharaj was asking him. So Parikshit Maharaj also had some realizations. In this way the, the Harikatha expanded, the flow of nectar expanded more and more. So this is the duty of the devotees of Krishna. Sometimes we hear it said that, well first I have to become purified, then I can preach. But Prabhupada told us, go and preach now. Whatever you know about Krishna, tell it. If you don't know, don't tell what you know, don't speculate. But whatever you've heard from Prabhupada, from the devotees, you repeat that and that will be purifying. That will purify you and that will purify others. Prabhupada wrote to his Guru Maharaj, how can I serve you? And Sarasar Thakur wrote back that you preach about Krishna consciousness. Especially he said in the English language. That will be good for you and good for others. So this is our sadhana actually. Sadhana we have, rising early, chanting the holy names, attending the classes, all these things. But it's not that our activities after nine o'clock are not sadhana. Sadhana means a practice by which we have to attain the sadhya, the desired goal. So our actual sadhya, or our actual desired goal is to be always absorbed in serving Krishna, chanting about Krishna, remembering Krishna, hearing about Krishna. So whatever activities we do in Krishna's service, that's all sadhana, that's all training for entering the spiritual world and serving Krishna eternally there. So this preaching especially, Prabhupada has emphasized this, this is, all, this is most auspicious. Just like wherever the Ganga flows, that is a holy place. So wherever there's preaching about Krishna consciousness, that the whole atmosphere becomes purified. If we talk some mundane nonsense, then we can feel how the atmosphere becomes not relishable for the devotee. But if there's talk of Krishna, then the atmosphere becomes auspicious. And when others become convinced about Krishna consciousness, what can be more auspicious than that? The whole material creation is meant for bringing, giving people the chance to become Krishna conscious. And how will they become Krishna conscious? When the devotees speak about Krishna to them, give them information about Krishna, give them Prabhupada's books, speak to them about Krishna. So when we see that people's lives are changing, that is the most auspicious thing, that is the most wonderful thing, that is the most enjoyable thing. What is the most enjoyable thing for a devotee? Actually, a devotee is only interested in Krishna's enjoyment. But he, a devotee takes great pleasure in seeing others come to Krishna consciousness, in seeing others become purified, in seeing others' consciousness change. That is a devotee's pleasure. Because Krishna, this is Krishna's pleasure. A devotee takes, he's, takes pleasure in what Krishna takes pleasure in. His interest is one with Krishna's. So, Krishna is so much concerned for the uplift of the conditioned souls, that he comes and speaks Bhagavad Gita, he comes and shows his pastimes to attract us to come back to him. He comes as Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to preach Krishna consciousness, Sankirtan Prabhatak, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Jara Charana Ashita, Sri Bharadham. He is the Sankirtan Prabhatak, the inaugurator of the Sankirtan movement. And whoever is sheltered at his lotus feet, they are very fortunate. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to 
spread Krishna consciousness. But he said that, how can I do it all by myself? Of course he can. But he gives his devotees something to do. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that I order every person within this universe to spread this Krishna consciousness. So that is an order for everybody. It's not only for sannyasis, everybody. Every person who has come to Krishna consciousness by the mercy of other devotees who have spoken to them about Krishna, they have similarly a duty to carry that preaching. What you have heard, repeat to others. As you have become fortunate, make others fortunate. So for this purpose, first of all, Bhakti Sansar Thakur founded Gorya Mat, an organized endeavor to spread Krishna consciousness. Organization is required. Then with the demise of the Gorya Mat, then Prabhupada started this ISKCON, International Society for Krishna Consciousness, whose aim, the aim of this society, is to benefit all its members by immersing them in Vasudeva Katha. And by spreading that Vasudev Kata more and more and more to others. Bringing the, the Ganga is flowing, we see on this planet, the Ganga is flowing from Ganga Tree to Ganga Sada. But the Ganga, the purified talks of Hari Kata, the flow of nectar of Hari Kata, that was formerly flowing on this planet only within Bharata Varsha. But now this flow of nectar is flowing everywhere. Jai Radha This flow of nectar is flowing everywhere, all over the world, in places that we couldn't imagine previously. Even a few years ago, we didn't imagine or it wasn't manifest that Hari Kata would be flowing in so many homes, not only in India, but all over the world. So many people within their homes are chanting Hare Krishna, worshipping Krishna, discussing Hare Kata, preaching to others. This Krishna consciousness movement is spreading more, this flow of nectar, Hare Kata, is spreading more and more and more. And the more it spreads, the more scope there is for it to spread. It's unlimited. It's not that only Indians can become Krishna conscious or only educated people. No, everybody. We see all kinds of people from all walks of life. Not only, even in India, sometimes we think, well, only the Hindus, but it's not that there is a Hindu Atma, a Muslim Atma, or a Jain Atma. But all the, everyone, they can all become, and we see now in India people from, not only people from Hindu background, even within Hinduism, there's Vaishnavas and Smartas and so on. We find so many Smartas or from Mayavad background, they're also becoming devotees of Krishna, chanting their rounds, preaching to others. Jains, Muslims, Christians. Why? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't say, uh, whichever Hindu you meet, preach to him about Krishna consciousness. He said, Jare whoever you meet, preach to them about Krishna consciousness. So the scope is unlimited because every jiva is a servant of Krishna. And the more this Hari Kata is spread throughout the world, the more the chanting goes on, the more auspicious the atmosphere becomes. Auspicious means favorable towards spreading Krishna consciousness. So that 
the more we have these Rathyatra festivals, the more we distribute books, the more we distribute prasadam. It's all building up. It's all auspicious. The more people hear about Krishna, they, they may just read in the newspaper, Hare Krishna something, and then they read the next thing, Bill Clinton something, Boris Yeltsin something, and then Miss World something. They don't, Hare Krishna, okay. They don't, they don't think about it. But they read Hare Krishna. That is purifying. Just like in 1974, I think it was. Already at that time, some government authorities in Germany had recognized that this Hare Krishna movement, it's not very good. It's going to spoil the economy. People stop eating meat and drinking wine. If they stop having illicit sex, how are we going to advertise anything? Because everything's advertised with the promise of illicit sex. So they made some persecution of our movement. And everywhere in the newspapers, every day there was propaganda. Hare Krishna is very bad. Hare Krishna people are all cheaters. Hare Krishna people are all murderers. Hare Krishna people are all liars. Hare Krishna people are all thieves. So devotees went to Prabhupada and said, Prabhupada, this is very bad. Prabhupada said, no, it's very good. Every day they're reading Hare Krishna. They'll become purified. What actually happened, we see that now you go anywhere in Germany and people call out to you, Hare Krishna. And the young people especially, they like us because they think if the government doesn't like us, there must be something good about us. So it's all good, it's all auspicious. Just like Kamsa was always thinking about Krishna. So even he became purified. So that's the nature of Krishna. Even someone's a demon. If they take bath in the Ganga, they'll get some purification. Assimilate Krishna consciousness. It be, it's all purified. We don't know the effect. I, in the past, I used to sometimes think, if I speak to someone, well, you know, what's the use? They didn't take any interest. I preached to someone. And they, they, they just went away and they didn't, nothing happened. Why did I waste my time? Sometimes I used to think something else. But, you know, even if they heard something about Krishna, even in the next life they may become Krishna conscious. Even many times I've seen that people immediately they don't take it. It has a tremendous effect. Many times I've seen people I preach to and they didn't seem very interested, but then later on you hear that they took up Krishna consciousness and now they're preaching to others in so many ways. We don't know what effect. You see, when you speak to someone, we think, well, I told him you're not the body and this and that. And you know, same thing as I say all the time. So to us it may seem like a very ordinary thing, but to someone who's hearing, they never heard anything like that before. You're not the body? Oh, I never heard. See, it's a, no one speaks like this. We go to people and tell them, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita that you're a fool and a rascal. I, I never heard that. I never heard anything like that before. They may not show. People are proud, they don't want to show. But actually everyone is affected. You tell them that uh, maybe Darwin was descended from a monkey, but as far as everyone else is concerned, it's a bogus idea. And they say, how can you say Because Krishna says, Aham Vija Pita Prada, I am the father of all living beings, not a monkey. Krishna. This, how can you see how these people speak in such conviction from Shastra? People are surprised. So if we have faith in Krishna and speak this Hari Katha, it will be all purifying. Don't make, if you make compromises, then it's all useless. 
But if we simply speak about Krishna, it's a revolution in the minds of those who hear it. And that's what actually happens. People become purified. There's so many, now we're seeing so many people here in Bombay, all of, everywhere, becoming Krishna conscious. Last night I met one devotee. He was telling me how, you know, he was, just as a duty, he was picking up his wife from the temple, but, you know, what happened? I married my wife and, you know, having a happy life and all of a sudden she became a devotee. And, and now he's also a devotee. I don't know what happened. One day I came in the temple and my whole life changed. He doesn't know what happened. Krishna got him. It means everyone is a devotee of Krishna. It's just, a, it's just a matter of time. If we preach Krishna consciousness, it's just a matter of time before everyone becomes infected by the sweet poison of Krishna consciousness. It will have its effect. If anyone hears the name of Krishna, if anyone chants Hare Krishna, especially coming in this parampara system, that will have its effect. It will lodge in the heart. And it's, it's just, just like Prabhupada said, distributing these books, it's like, like bombs. So some of these bombs, they're like time bombs. You think, well, I distributed the book, and it's sitting in someone's home. I, I sold them the book three years ago, and I saw them put it on the shelf, and I came back, and it's still in the same place. So what's the use of distributing these books? It'll have its effect. At some point in time, someone's going to pick up this book, and their whole life is going to change. There's so many instances. Myself, I know. I also, I was in someone's house. They had a book. They hadn't read it. They didn't become a... I don't know what happened after that. But I read it. Here I am today, speaking about it. Same book. So it's all auspicious. We should know that what we, what we can do, what benefit we can do, what can we do, we can only be instruments. We shouldn't think I'm benefiting others. But by bringing this Hari Kata to others, by giving the opportunity to others, what benefit work we're doing to others? Otherwise people, if they don't become Krishna conscious, if they don't take up Krishna conscious, having attained this human form of life, then they simply become cats and dogs and animals and just uselessly waste their human form. But if they take to Krishna consciousness, even if they say, well, he's such a neophyte, and da, 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 this. Anyway, they're chanting Hare Krishna. Just like here in India once, one life member complained to Prabhupada, two of his Western disciples, said, oh, you see, they're devotees and they're fighting. See, what is this? They're supposed to be devotees and they're fighting. Prabhupada said, are you surprised they're fighting? I'm surprised they're chanting Hare Krishna. <laughs> fighting they would be doing anyway. But there are, you know, when they stop fighting, oh, it's time for Arti now. Okay, we'll fight afterwards. Let's go to Arti. Time for chanting. So they're chanting, and by that they'll become purified. It's all auspicious. So a devotee understanding this, he works hard to bring Krishna to others. Let me do whatever I can do to help others come to Krishna. Without Krishna, they're simply going to help. Let me do something, whatever I can, to bring others to Krishna. This is the parampara. There's so many discussions about parampara, this, that, yeah. Parampara means you hear from Guru, you speak to others. That's a very simple principle. Hare Krishna. Any question?
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Question. Prashnam. Vasudeva Katha Prashnam. Seven years. What is your Prashnam? Well, the question is, where's the mic? And the answer is, we don't know. So just answer. Just ask. You say and I'll repeat it. We are hearing. Hearing the glories of? Okay, here we go. So why what happens to you? Well, what is the root cause of this kind of cause of uh, what is the cause of fall down? That those who are speaking Harikatha stop speaking Harikatha. There may be many causes, offenses. They are the um, major cause of fall down. There may be slackness in complacency in spiritual life. There may be many different causes of fall down. Someone thinks, now I'm so advanced. I don't need to attend any programs. I don't need to chant properly. Then you're finished. It's only a matter of time. Maya is always testing. But if we think we're beyond Maya, then we have fallen into Maya. So we should always go on pushing ourselves. Devotee, we should always think how to do good for others. Then Krishna will protect him. But if he has a, his own program, how to do good for myself, then he goes outside the, goes outside the Lakshman Rekha, then he's in trouble. There's a line, circle. If you stay within it, like Sita, she stays within the, the Lakshman Rekha, then she's safe. Once you go outside, you're in trouble. So it's a matter of consciousness. What are we here for? What are we doing this for? We're here to please Krishna. Krishna consciousness means basically to act in such a way that we please Krishna. So Maya is very subtle also. So we may be externally acting in such a way to please Krishna, but then we may have some other program. How I may become pleased by followers, by praise. This is La Puja Pratishtha. It's very common because of fall down. It's not really directly connected to the subject but of the class. Anyway. But even if you say, I was saying Krishna conscious is all auspicious. Even if someone goes away, whatever they've done is auspicious. The auspiciousness is not lost. Even if you say so many devotees have gone away, that's true. If we say uh, 20 years, who are the devotees in Iskong Bombay? And now, the, the old team... The stalwarts of those days, most of them are not around anymore. But there's a continuation. Whatever they did is being continued by others. And whatever they did, it's not lost. 
When I first came to India, that was 76, and then I came in 1977 again for staying. Actually, in those days, there were very few Indian devotees in our temples in India. It was mostly all Western devotees. I was in Calcutta temple in about uh, must have been 1979. There were there were two Indian. There were about 25, 30 devotees. Two of them were Indians. One was Ram Ranjan, who is now in America, and the other was Tatpa. Tatpa Swami. They're still there, still around. And then others, some of Sadvik still there, Adri Daran still there. Others, Arka, he's still in America, and Kshetragyal. I mean, actually, if I think of them, most of them are still devotees back in America. But uh, they're not engaged in the. They were that time they were brahmacharis going out preaching, and most of them are in America doing some job. But whatever they did, they may have gone away from that life, but whatever they did, the continuation is there. So it's not lost. This question here. Hare Krishna, madam. You told Krishna consciousness for everybody. So we have to teach everybody. Everybody, Muslims and Christians, everyone. But there is ten offenses. There is one offense. Don't teach. Don't preach the glories of the holy name to faithless people. Yeah, so we, that doesn't mean we can't preach to them. We can preach to them. You're not the body. You're an eternal servant of Krishna. Chant Hare Krishna. And if they're not ready to hear that, we can even give them prasadam. But the, specifically to preach the glories of the holy name to faithless people is an offense. Not that preaching to faithless people is forbidden. Some Christians and Muslims they say we are Christians. We are Muslims. When we are giving books, they say we are Christians. Don't do. Well, that's that's the uh, difficulties of preaching. No one said preaching was easy. You can't if they don't want to take. You can't force them. But not everybody is like that. There are many people who are taking our books. Hmm. Sound doesn't seem to be coming. Okay, just speak. I'll repeat it. We have to receive the transcendental knowledge through the disciplic succession. The names of all the spiritual masters, right from Brahma, is all I mentioned. No, they're not. Only the names of the most prominent ones. There have been thousands and thousands. Same way, the same way that it's always been going on. The principle remains the same. Who hears and follows repeats, and others follow them. The same principle. Nothing changed. It's an eternal principle. Can we approach Prabhupada directly without initiating the same spiritual master? What would you mean by approaching Prabhupada directly? To receive the instructions from him. Okay. Well, one of the instructions is that you should take initiation from a spiritual master. So you have to do that. 
That doesn't mean that you're not directly getting in. I mean, we're reading Prabhupada's books. We're following his instructions. So, directly, we're definitely, Prabhupada is directly overseeing this movement and everyone within it. But that doesn't mean that you don't also accept a spiritual master who's disciple of Prabhupada. And in future generations, the, the, the principle will continue. This is what I've understood from reading Srila Prabhupada's books. There may be many arguments on this subject, but uh, at least from reading Prabhupada's books, that's what we get. Jai Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, this divine grace Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Hare Krishna. Yeah.